morning. Um, Let's pray quickly. Heavenly Father, we just ask that these words that I speak will be yours and not mine, that you will speak into the hearts and minds of every one of us and help us to go away knowing more of you and loving more of you. Amen. So this is the next in a series of talks um, to come out of the South Big Questions Initiative, and there have been some cracking questions. So we've got, when will we go to heaven? Why is there death? What's after? How old will we be in heaven? My dog Max died. I'd like to know if he's okay. It's not really a question, but we'll not worry about that. Um, What's heaven like? Is it true that people come back as a different person? What will happen when we die? And I'm going to cover some of these, but probably not all of them. Um, I'm going to particularly focus on what happens when we die, what heaven is like, and touch on how we get to heaven. But the main thing is hopefully that this will spark some conversation and that your Sunday lunches will now be much more engaging than discussing, crikey, wasn't it hot in church today? Um, So that's my aim for this morning. When we ask people what heaven's like, they will often joke about big, white, fluffy clouds, harps, angels, and everything being white. Personally, I would get bored really quickly unless we can jump from cloud to cloud because that would just be cool but otherwise it's just going to be a bit dull and actually this big fluffy cloud image really doesn't quite fit with what the bible says in verse one in the revelation passage it gives us a very clear image of what heaven is like a new heaven and a new earth so heaven is going to be like earth but more real more alive, just more. It's a very physical place. We can see that from Jesus' resurrected body. When he came back to life after Easter Sunday, he made and ate a cooked breakfast. Score! We get to eat yummy food in heaven. I'm very, very happy at that, particularly if it is a full English. Um, and the eggs are runny and you can... Never mind. I'll get distracted and think about eggs. Um, but it's going to be a very physical place. And by comparison to heaven, earth as C.S. Lewis put it, it's kind of like a shadow land. Heaven will be bigger than earth, clearer than earth, crisper than the earth. It'll be like earth, but more like earth. The colours will be deeper. They'll be more vivid. They'll be the same, but not the same. Familiar, but more real. Like we have always been waiting for it. In The Great Divorce, C.S. Lewis, um, it's one of his many, many books, love C.S. Lewis, um, talked about the grass being firmer and more green and the sky being deeper and more blue. Some people, when they become Christians, talk about seeing things more clearly, the blue being more blue in the sky and the green and just the the colours are more real to them. And that's almost a foretaste of heaven. And whilst this isn't exactly what the Bible says, it really fits with the idea of a new heaven and a new earth. Heaven is the real world. An earth where we currently reside is like a shadow is to the person it's the shadow of. So it's like that shadow to me compared to actually me. That's, that's earth and then heaven is going to be like the real thing. When we die, it'll be like waking from a dream. We don't need to mourn over this earth because when we die, we will, be in the, we will be in earth, the true earth, the real earth, the one that we've always longed for but didn't really realise. And personally, that's really exciting. And what's more, um, in Revelation, it talks about heaven being a place of no more tears and no more pain in verse 4. 
It's a place of fulfillment, of restoration, of newness. He's making all things new. Hurt can't follow us there. So all the hurt of this life won't exist in heaven. There's a book called um, Heaven is for Real, um, which has been turned into a movie. So if you don't want to read the book, watch the movie. Um, And it's in it, a four-year-old boy called Colton, he's an American, um, briefly dies during surgery. And then he comes back and he starts telling his parents about the amazing things he saw when he was in heaven. This little four-year-old had experiences of heaven. And it's amazing stuff, stuff he would never have known. Seriously, YouTube, heaven is for real. You can watch interviews with Colton. It's what I was doing yesterday. It's really fun. Um, but, for example, his mum had miscarried. So they'd had a miscarried baby. And Colton was four. He had no idea that this was happened or had ever happened. And when he came back after his experience of heaven, he went, I met my sister. And he went, his mum went, but your sister's here. It's like, no, my other sister. I have two sisters. The sister that died when you were in my t- when she was in your tummy. The mum was just mind blown. He's four years old. He'd never known about it. And for me, I find that really reassuring. My beloved cousin, who's basically like my sister's, miscarried several times. Um, and actually, the comfort she has knowing that when she gets to heaven, she's going to be with her children. And the fact that my mum. Um, who died very unexpectedly four years ago, is already up in heaven looking after her kids. We find such comfort and reassurance in that and such hope. Because in heaven we will be reunited with all of the faithful departed. Which means I'm going to see my mum again. I get, to, I get to hug her again. I get to talk to her again. I get to tell her about her grandchild. Um, I, get to, I, I really get to hold on to that. In the book, um, Colton told his dad all about Pop, who he'd met in heaven, who was Colton's dad's grandfather. So Colton's great-grandfather, don't worry about it. But the key thing is it'd been really important in Colton's dad's life, and obviously Colton had never met him. And so Colton's dad went, is this what he looks like? And showed him a picture of him as an old man. He went, no. And then showed him a picture of him as a young man. And it's like, yeah, that was him. It was that idea that actually, when we're in heaven... We're not going to be our old selves. Um, C.S. Lewis talks about unaching and sort of being, being who we are at our prime, at our best. No more aching, no more dodgy backs, no more dodgy knees, no more dodgy anything. Um, just sort of us in our absolute prime. No more tears, no more pain. That's what heaven is going to be like. And even better than all of this, and I really should have started with this, but never mind, we're going to be with God. We're going to be with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, all together, all united. You see it in verse 3. Physically, we're going to be together. Emotionally, we're going to be together. Spiritually, we're going to be together. That desire of every single human being, and it's often so deep down that we don't know it. You know that we all have that need to love and to be loved. That comes from that need to know and love Jesus, because he is love. And that will be fulfilled in us when we're in heaven. Completely filled as we are in the presence of love himself. And it's not a presence that will be there for five minutes and then we'll wander off and then we'll... All the time. That's the most amazing thing of it. It even talks about in Revelation about we don't need a sun in heaven because all of the light comes from Jesus himself. That dazzling, brilliant, beautiful light all the time. Now... 
a slight aside, I'm sure some of you who are kind of, who like the sea, hands up, who likes the sea? Do you like the sea or do you like lying on a beach next to the sea? Possibly a bit of both. Now, I always used to get worried because it says in heaven there'll be no sea. And it was like, but I like the sea. I like lying next to the sea on a beach. Um, but in, when John was writing this, the sea wasn't a fun place to visit. It was a kind of a dangerable, dangerous and changeable, I merged words together then, um, place. But coming out of Jerusalem will be a great river that will get wider and wider and wider. So it will be like a sea. So don't worry that there won't be a sea. It will be, just be a giant river. Total tangent, but I just thought I would um, clear that up. But even more, God's coming down. The new heaven and the new earth come down to us. It's not a case of we've got to go up, we've not got to jump through hoops to get there. It comes to us. God is coming to us. Ultimate love is coming to meet us where we are at. Just as Jesus did when he died and became flesh, became a human being and lived among us. It's just awesome. So if that's what heaven's like, how do we get there? John 14, just to smoothly manoeuvre my way across passages, gives us the guidance. Jesus tells us that he has gone before us to prepare a place for us in heaven. The same heaven we've just been talking about. That amazing place of no pain and no tears. The place of reality and of love. He has prepared a place for each of us who wants it. That's what he promises. And he keeps his promises. Our part is quite simple, but quite hard, but actually really quite simple. Believe in him. That's it. That's what we need to do. The only way to get to heaven and who wouldn't want to be there when we die is believing in Jesus. Because he is the one who prepares the way. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. So if we want that real life in heaven, believe in Jesus. And who better to believe in than a person who embodies love, peace, joy, who loves us so much that he stepped down to take all of the punishment that we deserve by dying on the cross. That's how much he loves us. When we come to know Jesus and accept him and love him and acknowledge him as Lord and Saviour, we are given a pass straight into heaven. There will be a judgment day. And there's a whole debate among theologians, this is another aside, about whether it happens the moment we die, whether we die and then, boom, you're in heaven, or whether you die and you go to sleep and then you wake up And everyone who's ever died or ever will die will all wake up at the same time and then there's a judgment day. It's a debate. Either way, we're not going to know any different if we'll go to sleep and we'll wake up and... Yes. Nevertheless, by believing in Jesus and by accepting him, by seeking his forgiveness, we get a free pass. It's like walking... This is my West Berkshire card. It's like a big queue of people and we get to go along going, believe in Jesus, straight in. Boom. Easy. It's that great... It's walking down the line and getting straight into the most amazing of places ever. And then, and then, we get to be with him. In heaven, in the... I just want to finish by sharing what C.S. Lewis wrote at the end of his Narnia book, The Last Battle, which I read at my mum's funeral because, for me, it gave me that hope of knowing where she's going and seeing her again, but also that hope for the future. Because actually... Death doesn't need to scare us. Death doesn't need to be this big, bad, ooh, what's going to happen? Because when we die, it means that the term is over. 
and the holidays have begun. All our life in this world will only be the cover and the title page. Now, at last, we will be beginning chapter one of the great story, which no one on earth has ever read, which goes on forever, and in which every chapter is better than the one before. Let's pray. Heavenly Daddy, thank you. Thank you for thank you for heaven. Thank you for what it's going to be like. Thank you that we get to go there by believing in your son. Thank you for your sac- the sacrifice Jesus made for us so that we can go to heaven, that we can spend eternity with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all you've done. Help us to yeah, help us to trust you with it all. In Jesus' name, amen.